0: Hello, welcome to the episode 13 of the Python Food Masters podcast with Master Hun, And I want to welcome you to episode 13. And the title of this episode is Prep for CFK Coding for Kids 2019. Okay, the first thing I want to talk about is... K through 12 computer science standards and goals, objectives. So, the less uh, in order to prep, in order to have, prepare for teaching uh, coding for kids, you have to know what your goals are, what your objectives are. Um, and it shouldn't be, it's not about just teaching kids how to code, it has to be more than that because languages change so the goal shouldn't be oh i'm going to teach these kids python or i'm going to teach these kids javascript or i'm going to teach these kids c sharp the language is really not that important it is important but really not that important the most important thing is you're going to teach these kids the general principles of coding the computer science fundamentals so that in the future, when the popular language is going to be different, when technologies change, when the software changes, I can 100% guarantee there will be change. So what you decide to teach the kids now is not something that will, will probably change or might be completely different from what they're going to do. As a coder, or as a computer scientist, or researcher, or data scientist, or whatever job title they might have in the future that involves coding or and computer science, so you need to have specific standards and goals in mind, Spe- specifically for the age and grade of the class of the kids that you are teaching. Now, where do you now where do you get all that? I don't expect you to figure that all by yourself that's a lot of work so I'm going to give you two websites where you can get a really good idea of what the standards the goals the objectives for for the grades and ages that you will be uh, teaching your coding for kids class so one would be code.org C-O-D-E dot .org, and the other one would be www.csteachers.org that's the computer science teachers association website and the really the most mo- most important thing of the csteachers.org website is their very thorough computer science k-12 standards so you don't have to do you don't have to do anymore you don't have to do reinvent the wheel they've already done it (laughs) so just look at what they what they're doing now now i'm saying you have to follow word for word what their what their standards and goals and objectives are no of course not but at least have an idea of what the standards are the computer science standards are have an idea so from that i think you can then properly plan for the less the properly plan, plan your less your lessons properly p- plan uh your activities whether unplugged or plugged and whatever whatever uh, supplementary games activities board games video games whatever it is they you're whatever you're doing it needs to uh, comply with Some semblance of standards and goals and objectives that are beyond just teaching any one specific Computer programming language If you are if your intention is to teach a very is is to teach only one specific language Like python or javascript or java or c-sharp Or whatever If your goal is only to teach one specific programming language and just teach that and nothing else, then I would say you're on the wrong path. Yes. You want to teach a specific programming language, preferably a popular one. And one that is one that will, that the parents and the kids, uh, can see that is at least in the moment is popular that there's a there's a practicality to it that's important of course but please 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 it shouldn't be just teaching them a co- a programming language it should be more than that okay the second thing i want to talk about is gamification now we have now you have hopefully you have some idea of what your goals and standards and objectives are but you don't want your you don't want your lessons to be boring you want to kind of i'm not saying and then i don't want to get you to get the idea just like a band-aid because you do want to have you know i do want you to put honest work into creating decent uh lessons and activities and projects all that good stuff but one thing that could definitely help you is gamification you're going to be teaching computer science coding programming uh you're going to teach probably some you're going to have more than likely be teaching at least some at least some of the time on 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 uh, computers laptops and you can definitely will want to use um uh, gets you could use free online web-based games to show as examples and as potential projects uh, project ideas so gamification which is comes from video games and what do i mean by gamification Just to put it simply points or experience points points badges and the badges, for example, they could be a Python badge with a specific uh, level, kind of like skills. You might think of badges as kind of like skills, or you could even think of them as achievements. Um, yeah, or you could do both. And then we have leaderboards, so the students are ranked. And and it's and I just want to let you know it's not a good idea to have. A leaderboard with all the kids name on it you might want to have a leaderboard where you look at it and then maybe the top 10 or top five uh, kids on the list you'll actually let them know that they are the top 10 or top five because that's a that's a big confidence booster but the kids who are not in the top five or top 10 then you don't want to make you don't want to emphasize that you want to just let them know who's who's ahead of them who the one person who is ahead of them and one person who's Behind them. So you are using leaderboards, but in a way that is, that doesn't, but is, that isn't a big downer for, because not every, I mean, mathematically, it's not possible. Not all the kids, if you have a kid, if you have a group of 10 kids, well, they all can't be the top 10 kids in the class. That doesn't make sense. So, and also, it makes, it'll make not only each specific each lesson but all the lessons together your whole experience with them hopefully this will make it much more engaging for the kids because they're already familiar with the concept of gamification points experience points badges achievements and leaderboards, rankings the best part of gamification of course it's free it doesn't cost you anything the points and badges leaderboards they don't typically many in most video games. They don't correspond to anything in the real world. You have a five thousand points in this in the, in a game. Well, does that translate to anything in the real world? No, it only exists in the game. Doesn't cost you anything. So so essentially, it's free. <laughs> it's a carrot that you can hand out, and it's free. So you gotta like that. Also, it's a carrot, but it's also a stick. So my idea is, each lesson or each class, each time you meet them, you let them know ahead. You let them know early on that everyone automatically gets twenty points just for showing up. You get twenty points just for showing up. You're so happy to see them. You give everyone twenty points. But here's the catch: if they do anything that you don't like then they lose points now of course if there's anything that you do like things that they are actively participating being helpful helping other students whatever cleaning up i mean whatever it is that you know that's important to you getting there making sure they're bringing in assignments that you've handed out on time whatever you give them extra points for that and be careful not to give too many extra points because you don't want to hyperinflate the value of your points, so you can use points, badges, as achievements as not only carrots but also sticks. So that will help you to hopefully not only increase engagement but also to keep them on their toes. Okay, now moving on to the last part that I want to talk about: projects, activities, and games. You so to prep for coding for kids for your coding for kids classes and lessons have of course you have to have at least i would say at least three or more probably more project ideas that you want to do activities exercises things that will reinforce for, for in my case with my idea one of the two ideas that i had is the uh, was uh, my trademarked code co- code? Yeah, I'm sorry, code Kumite, which is just a competitive quizzes where two students go against each other in competitive quizzes where they quiz each other, or I will quiz them. So it just makes it more interesting. It's not just a uh, because the it's not just like you don't want to just like hand out a quiz and just having people everyone take a quiz. That's boring. That's been done to death. It's more interesting if they. Uh, it's a if you make it a competitive quiz where where the students are quizzing each other. I think that's more interesting. The other idea is that I had was as activities would be using flashcards and not only as uh, not only as a card game. Of course, you could always do the matching and answering, matching answering, questioning. Also, you could make it competitive. So there, I think there. I think when you use flashcards, I think there are many, many different things you could do. I think cards just easily translates into, uh, ho- hopefully it translates into an unplugged uh, activity that you can do, fun activity, and also games. And by games, I mean uh, games that you play on the computer and games that, uh, in real life a board game, whether you something that you've made up or something that you've augmented yourself or something that you bought that was, that was made by, by a vendor to enforce that includes uh, that, inf- that helps to teach kids coding or computer science principles, fundamentals. So again, you want to have both plugged and unplugged activities because you don't want the kids to be on the I, I don't think it's a good idea to have the kids on the computer for the whole class of for example, you want to do a whiteboarding have the kids experience what whiteboarding is as it as it pertains to not only. As an educational tool, but also the fact that if they if they do decide to become professional coders and seek uh, seek coding as a profession there will be they will most likely be doing a lot of whiteboarding maybe in the future they'll have a digital whiteboard but coders in the present and i and in the next five years, all these coders will be have to do whiteboarding they will know how to do it they will know how they will have to know how to do pseudocode and code on whiteboards and be very comfortable with talking to either an interviewee or to colleagues or to a small group of people or a large group of people it's just it's something they're going to need to do be able to do so it's better if they do it now as children and be 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 natural at it rather than be be being an adult and being completely unnatural and awkward at it so i think that's that's also great unplugged activity that you can do it doesn't require a computer be a, you could do it at, you know one by one or in teams or in groups it has i think it has a lot of a lot of different possibilities for uh for not only practical learning but also hopefully it'll be fu- fun for the kids and you as an adult might find it really interesting might <laughs> might get a laugh. Okay. So Oh, and um and I and uh I, I'm sorry. Let me give you just quick rough idea of what a lesson plan would be entail. I go I'll go I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna in future episodes I'm gonna go into much more detail about lesson plans, but just give you an example um so one less so you could have a whole set of lesson plans covering uh, aspects of html5 CSS and JavaScript and the lesson plans could uh, a group of lesson plans could be working towards uh, them building their own HTML5 and JavaScript games uh, for example one game uh, that I've played several times. I'm not very good at. It, is twenty forty eight, so that's an example of a uh, of a project. More probably, more for the intermediate advanced uh, coding uh, coding class for kids that could be worked on. So that's uh, that's a I think a good example. Okay, so the next episode, episode fourteen, will be my new and is titled my new and improved Hello World program. Thank you for listening to my podcast, the Python Foo Masters podcast with Master Hun. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Use the hashtag Python Foo Masters. Again, that's hashtag Python Foo Masters. Also, follow me on Instagram at Master Hun. Again, that's on Instagram at Master Hun. Hun is spelled H-U-N. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I wish you, I, uh, I wish you all the best. Goodbye. See you soon.